Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for the Natural State Football Report with Clint Conk. Taking a closer look at football across the great state of Arkansas with the winningest coach in UCA history. The Natural State Football Report is brought to you by Farm Brothers Flying Service. For the past decade, they've been providing crop dusting services to the farmers of Southeast Arkansas, and they can help you too. Call 870-26300. And brought to you by Kitchens Truck Sales. For all types of used trucks and trailers for almost all industries, especially farming and farming related. KitchensTruckSales.com. Now, let's toss around the pigskin in the zone with Justin, Wes, and the coach. All right. Welcome back, coach. How you doing today? Oh, you know what? There we are. Talk a little ball today. Okay, let's do, coach. Sorry about that. Yeah. I thought you were potted up, but it turns out you weren't. Okay. Yeah. Got to get got pot up. Pot up. We're good now, buddy. We're good now. You know, Paul, Paul Feinbaum pointed out yesterday that we were obviously new at this job, and it was pretty, first day. I think he said, "Yeah, it's pretty, pretty hurtful." Um, Oxford, uh, well, coach. Yeah, not a good day. You know, it's we'll like get uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, it's like Ari Gold once was asked by his assistant Lloyd, "How did it go?" And he replied, "How the Bay of Pigs go, Lloyd?" So yeah, it wasn't a lot of fun. Yeah. But I will tell you this: typically on games like that, we're in, we're out. There's no like going hanging out in the Grove. There's no like you know drinking beers with the frat boys, um, you know. Eh, but hey, it was a nice little setting for yeah, a coachable well, game. Everybody in a serious sucker suit, and uh, it got wet there for probably about an hour or so. And uh, but the weather sure cleared up. And we'll talk about the game in a minute. But uh, I did meet Monty Kiffin, coach. Oh, good. Did you, yeah. did you meet Juice? No, but I met I met Mon- I met Monty Kiffin, and what a sweetheart he is. What a nice man. Yeah, he uh, a lot of uh, a lot of knowledge with uh, with Monty Kiffin, no question about it. That dude knows what's up. All right, well, let's talk about Arkansas first, and then uh, hey, I even wrote down here, Coach D two. So we're definitely going to talk about D two today. I'm not going to try to forget today. Um, D two. Yep. There you go. Arkansas wins, covers. That's the Sam yep, Pittman yep. way. Death taxes and Sam Pittman covering at home. That's been the kind of the norm of late. Um, well, you know. Yep. Solid SEC win. I mean, you know, um, you know, offensively, I thought as most Sam Pittman teams, and, and Coach Bryles has got the got the message. I mean, very intentional in the run game. Uh, they're playing very physical up front. Uh, I mean, they're dominating the line of scrimmage. Uh, Coach talks about it being a line of scrimmage league. And, uh, there's no question on offense that uh, uh, that's what their intentions are to do, and they're getting a lot of production from them. A bevy of running backs. They're involving the receivers. Only Crosby from time to time. Obviously, KJ Jefferson concerned a little bit that uh, he's taken a lot of hits in the first couple of games. You know, what is that going to look like week eight, nine, ten? You know, I know he's a big old boy, uh, but I had a I had a son that was a big kid too, mm-hmm. and those hits they take a challenge. You know, they 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 take a toll on you later in the season. But you know, offensively, you can't complain. You know, they're very efficient. They spread the ball around to a lot of different receivers. It wasn't just Trey Knox. Uh, we got to see a little bit, uh, you know, a, a young man from, from Oklahoma, Smallwood. Um, 
yeah, so I mean, not a lot, not a lot to complain about on the offensive side of the football. Defensively, uh, some concerns. Uh, obviously, Bruce Sanders, what a coming out party! Every accolade that he received this week, he deserves. How does Alabama let that guy get off their campus, right? So, mm. or uh, how good is Alabama that they can let that guy off their campus? That's true, uh, but uh, you know. That combination with Bumper Pool, I think if there was any questions about the linebacker core this year with Grant Morgan and others, uh, you know, graduating uh, this, uh, I think they put that to rest. Uh, now, concern um, is the back end, and I'm sure everybody, you know, till ad nauseum has spoken about this, but, uh, you know, you lose that leadership with Catalan for the season. Slusher wasn't there. He's not in a too deep, I don't think, yet this week. Is he going to be back? Uh, he does have some experience. Um, it looks like that, you know, that's the weak spot. And, you know, the kicking game seems to be pretty solid. Uh, you know, South Carolina came in with a big reputation, blocking punts and returning punts and kicks and things like that. And I thought that they did a credible job. Obviously, the <laughs> the touchdown on the onside kick was a big play. But, you know, the concern on the back end of the defense and, I thought Coach Odom did a much better job. And who am I to question? I mean, he was in and out of three down, four down, blitzing, playing zone. Uh, that looked more like his defense. Uh, but certainly the back end. Uh, and I know the kid that transferred from LSU had another interception, but some concerns back there. So uh, that'll be exploited later down the schedule if that doesn't get cleaned up. Coach, there's some talk of Miles Slusher when he does come back, moving him back to the safety spot to replace Jalen Catalan, and, that, and that's what happened last year when Catalan went out. Slusher went back there and learned, you know, and got some valuable experience. He's been the, you know, the nickel corner. What's more yes. important to that defense, having Slusher at the nickel, or having him at that safety spot? Well, from my perspective, I always wanted to have an experienced quarterback playing free safety, a guy that can communicate to both sides of the field from the middle of the field, uh, getting people lined up. When you're playing a nickel slot or you're playing corner, you're isolated on one side of the field. So my preference was to always have a quarterback, so to speak, at the free safety position for communication purposes, making sure everybody's got the same signal, everybody's lined up correctly. And the fact that he played in that room in the last oh, four or five games, I guess, last year, gives him that experience so um he needs to be on the field because he is an experienced player and a good player um but if i had my preference i would put him at the at the safety position uh so he can get people lined up and our communication would be uh on point Against South Carolina late in the game, fourth quarter, uh, South Carolina did everything to take away the run. They knew what Arkansas was going to try to do. Well, they've been doing it the whole game, but they committed to stopping the run, and they did a better job of stopping the run. At a point like that, Coach, in the fourth quarter, we had a caller yesterday who was kind of disappointed that uh, Arkansas and Bryles didn't take advantage of that situation, knowing you know you had some one-on-one coverage, so maybe throw the ball a little bit at that time. At that point in the game, what – you know, how do you weigh that out? Because, you know, you, you want to run the ball. You want to run out the clock. You, you want to keep that clock ticking. But yet, if they're so overcommitted to stopping the run, do you try to take advantage and throw the ball a little bit? Well, there's nothing wrong with taking a shot versus one-on-one coverage with your outside receivers in that situation. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But also, too, the game was a two-score game. You're trying to get out of the game, keep the clock running, at the very least make South Carolina exhaust all their timeouts. Um, 
So, I mean, there's nothing wrong with taking that shot. If I don't think that would be criticized if it, if it happened. And if you get, an, you know, obviously a completion or you get a penalty, that, you know, changes you know, things there, new set of downs. But, um, but you know, the, when you get a two-score lead late in the fourth quarter, it's about getting out of the game as quickly as you can and keeping that clock running. And um, and I think that's what Arkansas attempted to do, make South Carolina use some timeouts and, and obviously keep South Carolina's offense off the field because, uh, you know, that kick to throw it around a little bit. Coach, uh, Clint Kong joining us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline, if you're just tuning in, brought to you by Farm Brothers Flying Service, Kitchen's Truck Sales. So you've been on the other side of this quite a few times where you've got a dangerous FCS team going up against a Power yeah. Five, and that's the situation this weekend with, with Bob Petrino, Missouri State. I think from what I've seen from both teams in person that Arkansas has got enough from a physical standpoint to be able to sort of run over with the with the offense and, and the run game. I don't know how much KJ figures in there, but um, you know, I also would say in the same breath, you can't take this team lightly because they do have some weapons on both sides. Well, they got an All American quarterback, All American receiver. I think an All American safety, a linebacker at the FCS level. Hey, and just you know, just let's just talk football about what Coach Petrino's done there, at Missouri State. Justin, you and I have been together a long time. We've kind of followed FCS football. Missouri State was a basketball school primarily and uh, a bottom dweller in the Missouri Valley Conference. And what Coach Petrino has done is injected life. He's brought great football players into there. Um, you know, two years ago during the COVID year, they won the, our co-champions of the Missouri Valley Conference. And remind our listeners, that's the North Dakota State, South Dakota State, Northern Iowa, uh, some pretty, pretty good players that, you know, good football programs and he was co-champions and then last year he was a playoff team he has 17 starters back this year he's really done an incredible coaching job at a place that just you have to go all the way back to coach branch back in the 80s i think the early 90s that they had any football success at the fcs or one double a level um so uh very impressed with what he's done obviously hogs by 24 that's my call they just don't quite have the depth uh, that you're going to see in the SEC program. But make no mistake, a physical football team, and their quarterback is going to give them some problems if he can get uh, on the loose. And you've got to see that firsthand in Conway. Shelley, I think is his name. Yep. Uh, just a terrific athlete. And uh, uh, he's going to give a lot of people problems. And if he gets out in green grass, he could give Arkansas some problems. But, again, at the end of the day, too much depth, too much size. Uh, Arkansas by 24. Yeah, they have a thousand yard receiver from last year. This will be a good test for the Arkansas corners who have yeah, had. I think he's six four, yep. six five. He's a nice player. Yeah, yeah. yeah he gave. Yeah, they're he good gave, football team. Yeah. Good football team. Yeah, I don't think they have quite enough, but uh, yeah, again, I think an opportunity to to get better even against a lower level mm-hmm. team for Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas State. Well, and, yep. Go ahead. Yep. No, I was going to say just to, you know play some of your depth there too. So yep. uh, that'll be good for those kids to get a chance. But uh, again, it, it'll it probably won't be decided till the third quarter. But I mean. Uh, I look for Missouri State to keep it respectable, but again, Hogs by 24. All right, Arkansas State kept it respectable, at least in the eyes of the uh, people who set the lines at Ohio State. Still, really did. still looking to be. I guess we're still looking to be like blown away by Ohio State. But anyway, they they did enough to stay perfect, I guess, on the season. Well, they had about 300 yards offense. Uh, I think Blackman completed over 55, 60 percent of his passes. Again, you're playing in front of 100,000 people in the in the shoe up there in Columbus. Uh, field goals, uh, but uh, kept it very respectable. Uh, obviously, just too much firepower from Ohio State. Uh, but you know, I think I think you see some improvement just by by this game and then the blowout win against Grambling. I think you see some improvement out of ASU, and they need to do that. They need to keep the 
uh, the locals excited and uh, you know 1.8 million helps the coffers as well now this week they've got uh, Memphis I believe yes uh, is that right that's yeah. a local rival game yeah uh, in uh, in the Liberty Bowl so uh, another big test uh, obviously it's the Sun Belt Conference, uh, which may be the third best conference in football this year. <laughs> Might be. Uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, Memphis with a nice win over Navy. Uh, this will be a big test to go on the road uh, to play Memphis now with a little bit of confidence coming off that win against Navy. So uh, see if Coach uh, Coach Jones and that staff and that football team can take the next step because that would be a big win for them mm. to go into Memphis, a big fertile recruiting area. Uh, and knock off the Tigers there at the Liberty Bowl. I'd be impressed if they cover, honestly. It's a 14-point line, and that's a tough environment. I don't know how good Memphis is yet, but, uh, but uh, yeah, if they can just make it respectable, I think that would be certainly continue to trend forward. And uh, <laughs> as you mentioned, Coach, conference play is going to be a tall order, it looks like, from what we saw last weekend. So better I mean, get them while you can. Wow. Yeah, was... hey, you're, look, you're looking for replacements in Nebraska? It might be old Coach Clark there at Appalachian State. Mm. He's done a heck of a job. But uh, anyway, that's for another discussion. Yes. Uh, okay, so let's talk about – we can talk about the UCA game. We already touched on a little bit, and obviously they yeah. took it on the chin. Mm-hmm. This, look, that's a really good old Miss team. I'm not going to make any excuses. I didn't think, uh, you know, again, special teams continue to be a little bit of an issue. Got a couple punts blocked. They did make a field goal, which was great. Um, and, again, yeah. just got kind of outclassed by a really good team. Yeah, I'll be honest. I thought it – it got away really quick, mm-hmm. and special teams errors were magnified. You know, it's twenty-eight nothing before you really, you know, could settle in. I'm concerned a little bit about my Bears, and you know, I love my Bears. Uh, quarterback just doesn't seem super comfortable yet, although he did do a little better in the third quarter. Uh, very intentional in the run game, and you saw that early. You know, they had a lineup in a three-man front. UCA stuck it in their ear pretty good there, uh, several first downs running the football. I love the I love the running back duo now a trio almost with uh, the other young man Smith, but uh, yeah. um, but the quarterback's got to get comfortable mm-hmm. and uh, you know I'm not in those meetings I'm not at practice so I'm sure Coach Brown and Coach Collins are working on that. With all that being said, you have to clean up the kicking game. Um, and again, I'm not trying to be negative, but you can't sail punts, you can't have a block, uh, you can't miss chip shot field goals. Um, yeah, so we got we got to clean some things up there, and I'm sure they're working awfully hard in Conway to get that done. Uh, they go to Idaho State this week, a little bit of an unknown. Uh, obviously, I think the Bears are going to be in a more competitive situation there. With that said, though, a long trip, the Kibbe Dome, uh, playing inside mm-hmm. is a different type of uh, arena. I remember when I was at Stephen F. Austin, we'd go to NRG and I tell you what, it's a little bit different when you play in a dome. And uh, uh, so an opportunity this week against an FCS opponent out of Big Sky to get their first win of the season. I don't want to say a must win, but it might be a must win when you're looking at Austin P and Eastern Kentucky and Kennesaw State and some of those people down the road. If they're going to the postseason, this is a must win. And Holt Arena is the longest, it's the oldest uh, indoor football facility that has been active in America, hmm. on campus. And so the, the Astrodome was second, but obviously they aren't using that anymore. So it's a pretty cool deal. Um, big, oppor- big opportunity. Yeah. Now you got to win. There's a lot of young guys playing for Idaho State. They've got to go out there and win in the uh, in Holt Arena this weekend. Uh, and then UAPB, you know, Coach, they're coming coming off a uh, – you know, look, they, they blew out a lesser than, but anything that's going to build confidence for, for Coach right now, I would think it would be a good thing. And you're going up against a really, really good Oklahoma State team. It's obviously a bye game. But, uh, you know, again, that, that was good to see them get a, a dominating win last weekend. 
yeah, big win over NAIA school. They're two and zero. You know, down on the bluff. That's all they're talking about is being two and zero. Obviously, they want to try to improve places that they can against Oklahoma State. I'm sure that's a huge paycheck for them. Uh, but I'm sure most of their attention is staying healthy and then turning their attention to swag play. Uh, I think starting next week or after a bye week. But they they're two and zero on the bluff. And uh, Coach Gamble, those guys got to be excited. Okay, let's uh, flip over to D2, and it has been Arkansas almost holding serve every week. There's been one situation. It's kind of like LSU that first week of the SEC. They were the only team that didn't hold serve mm-hmm. for the league, but one team has uh, missed out each week, but it's been a pretty good start for the Arkansas schools. Well, and then now we're going to see some uh, in-state competition. You know, I, I made the comment last week that UAM start 2-0. and They are 2-0. and mm-hmm. And what a, my game of the week this week is UAM uh, at uh, or maybe at home against uh, Henderson State. So this will be a big step for the Bow Weevils. Uh, obviously, the Reddies are undefeated. Uh, I want to give a shout out. Uh, uh, oh, heck, the name just escaped me. Uh, Scott uh, Maxfield. At Henderson State. Uh, Maxfield just tied uh, Sporty Carpenter for all time yep. wins at Henderson State. So congratulations to uh, to him and that staff. And a uh, big game with UAM, a battle of two unbeatens, but you're right. Uh, OBU's 2 0, Harding's 2 0. I think that their first win last week. Uh, congratulations to them. But uh, now you're seeing some uh, in-state competition uh, between the Arkansas schools. I think prior to this, they've all played in the Oklahoma schools. So uh, we'll get a taste of good uh, good Arkansas Division II football this week. Okay. High school, before we uh, – got a couple things outside of the normal realm I want to talk to you about yeah. too quickly. But uh, high sure. school? Game of the week, Catholic 2-0. How about how about the Rockets two and zero versus Benton West? Is that y'all's game of the week or one of them? Yeah, that's one of them. Uh, yeah, you got uh, Conway hosting uh, Washita out of Louisiana. I think that's going to be a yep. lot of fun. And then yep. I, I mean Parkview, what they did last week against Bryant. Uh, they go to North Little Rock, and you know yeah. that's going to be a lot of fun. That's uh, North Little Rock is zero and two. They're coming off of a bye. They desperately need a win. So those are three marquee games. I think people here in Central Arkansas could go see. Yeah, excited about the Rock Rockets. Big with Benton, you know, we know Benton's very good, and this is a chance for Catholic to take the next step. Uh, a couple of games you mentioned, one of them Conway and Washita. Both familiar with the Washita program out of out of Monroe. Very very good football team. Pipeline into LSU. A lot of good players have come out of there. That'll be an interesting test. And then Cabot going to Ruston, Louisiana, mm-hmm. to play Ruston High School. And then we'll see Conway and Cabot in a couple of weeks. So. Uh, Anyway, we'll learn a little bit more about all the divisions, but uh, I'm excited to see Catholic and Benton and, and of course, the Parkview-North Little Rock game. North Little Rock can get off the snide this week, but it won't be easy. Coach, let's quickly jump on a couple other things. We talked about Nebraska in the first segment today. You may have heard a little bit of that conversation. Who's a good fit there? Well, I mentioned the coach at Appalachian State. I mean, shoot. I mean, you get kids to go to Boone, North Carolina. Hmm. I mean, if you've ever been to Boone, you had to get there. I mean, you had to work to get there. I guess game day's going there this week, but winding roads up and down the mountains. and uh, You know, I think that he's a fit for that style of football and obviously has some pedigree of success. Um, Coach Kleiman at North Dakota State. Um, I mean, what else does he really need to do? Uh, I know he may have turned down uh, a job. Is it Kleiman? I'm not sure who the Kleiman's at Kansas State. Yeah, he went to Kansas State now, although he'd be a good fit too, actually. Yeah, he would be. But the coach at North Dakota State there, I mean, they've won a national championship or two under his tenure. 
I mean, you've got bowls at Wyoming climbing at Kansas State. So this may be the opportunity for him. And obviously he fits that Northwest profile. They do go to Chicago and Florida and Arizona and recruit uh, some kids to go up to uh, to Fargo. So I think those two names. And then you're going to get Brett Bielema, a fit probably, you know, some of that Midwest tree. But uh, those two names early, and again, I'm not an AD, but, but – Wow, if you said you hired the coach at Appalachian State, all they do is win 10 games a year and go to bowl games and beat Texas A&M occasionally. And then North Dakota State, I mean, they're the perennial FCS. I mean, so I would think those two guys would have to be at least in a conversation. Yeah, we'll see if they hire a good coach as opposed to a sexy name like they did last time around. Which, again, Scott Frost is a native son. It's understandable. I thought the hire at the time made a lot of sense, and it's unfortunate for them it didn't work out. But as a guy who hates Nebraska, I was happy about it. Sorry, Todd. Uh, last thing here, right. Coach. Last night, fourth and five. You got Russell Wilson, Hall of Famer, quarterback, and otherwise you settle for a 64-yard field goal, which is further than any kick this uh, field goal kicker's ever made. What do you do in that situation? I go for it. I mean, I I'm paying a guy 250 million or whatever it is. Um, I'm putting it in his hands and say, go, you know, go get us a first down and you know, go win the game. You know, and. Uh, a little bit of a stretch to kick one over 60. Now, if it had been 57 or 58, like the kid at Cleveland did the other day, yeah, maybe. But uh, when you're talking over 60 yards, uh, you're paying a guy $256 million a year. Uh, you put it in his hands and say, go make a play. And, oh, by the way, they've got some pretty good wide receivers. And, um, I put it in his hands and roll the dice. Probably a good call. Coach, we got to run. I appreciate yep. the time. Thanks to Farm Brothers Flying Service as well as Kitchens Truck Sales. Appreciate both of them for your segment every week, and we'll look forward to hopefully seeing you in person next week, although we do have some things we'll need to discuss because uh, Wes is going to be on the road and I'm going to be off. But uh, we'll talk before then. Hey, you bet, Ben. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate it. Clint Conn. Have a great week. All right. You, you too. Coach. Thanks, Coach.